Choose who you sit by wisely. Some of you get really distracted when you sit next to your friends, so maybe choose a different spot. All right. Like I said as I was praying, we're going to just continue worshiping Jesus, right? When we transition from singing to teaching from God's word, our worship doesn't stop, right? Our worship doesn't stop. We're just worshiping God in a new way. Now we're going to worship God as we read his word, as we learn more about him, as we grow closer to him. You know, it seems like kind of no matter... No matter what we do, no matter how early we start decorating, no matter how early we go shopping, no matter how early we start listening to Christmas music, and I know some of you started listening to Christmas music like before Halloween, yeah, I know, I know. It seems like no matter what we do, Christmas always sneaks up on us every single year. Am I right or am I wrong? I think, I think Christmas is simultaneously the most anticipated and least expected holiday on our calendar. And this year, I want us to try and get ready for Christmas because Christmas is coming. That's the name of our new series, Christmas is Coming. Historically, throughout most of the history of God's people, We've taken the four weeks leading up to Easter as a block of time to get ready for Christmas. It's called Advent. Anybody heard the word Advent before? Like an Advent calendar? Good. Yeah. Advent is this season in the church calendar where we prepare ourselves to celebrate the fact that Jesus came to earth. And during these four weeks, there's kind of four main themes that people focus on in order to prepare themselves for Jesus. Peace, hope, joy, and love. And so we want to reflect on peace and hope and joy and love to help us get ready for Christmas. But I already know Christmas is like one of the busiest seasons of your lives my life too, right? There's a lot going on during Christmas. Ethan, you've helped me with illustrations before, right? Come on up on stage. Because right around Christmas time, everybody starts to get really, really busy. So stand over there, face the people. Got this Christmas bag, you know. We start to get really busy. There's things like, you know, we got we to gotta wrap all of our presents, right? Hold on to that. You know, I mean, there's just, there's just no end to the presents that need wrapping. Ooh, we got we to gotta do some shopping, right? So you hold on to that, too. A nice Target shopping bag. Reusable. It's made out of cloth. There you go. Ooh, we got to decorate the tree, right? Got to decorate the tree. Here's some nice Christmas lights. Should we turn them on? They're battery powered. Ooh, yeah. Can you hold on to those, too? Yeah, that's good. Lots going on. I mean, how early did you start listening to Christmas music? Halloween? We got Christmas music we got to listen to. Boom, Ethan looks like a DJ. There you go. Just 
drape that cord over there. What else? Ooh, you guys, you got to start baking Christmas cookies, right? Here's, a, here's an oven mitt. You can put that on and, uh, you know, hold on to that baking tray. There you go. Got to start watching some Christmas movies. My personal favorite, the toy that saved Christmas, VeggieTales. Just hold on to that. Don't drop it. I mean, that's, that's important. What else? Ooh, you know, there's parties. Anybody, uh, anybody down for a nice ugly sweater party? Little Santa hat, this nice, you know, ugly sweater. No, we won't make it put on. We'll just, we'll just, yeah. Don't, hold on. You got to hold all the things, right? I know, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Got to spend time with family, right? So here's a picture of my family from when I was probably, I don't know, six years old. Uh, there, yeah, don't drop that. That's my family, man. You got you to gotta carve out time for family. Ooh, but you got to carve out time for friends too, right? Maybe play some video games. Can't forget that. Got to make some time for it. All kinds of fun winter activities. Like, anybody down to play some pond hockey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Here, here. They're kind of heavy, and the blades don't have guards on them, so be careful. All right. Can you balance all of it? You got it? Oh, no, dude. You're can't drop the, the Christmas sweater. Mm. There's a lot to juggle during Christmas, right? So many things going on in our schedules. Everybody's so busy with all of the Christmas things. It would be impossible to forget Christmas with all this going on, right? Maybe. Nice. All right. You can just put... No, you can't keep the hat. That's mine. All right. Yeah, good work, Ethan. Everybody give Ethan a round of applause. Nice. Yep. Get the lights, the wrapping. Yeah, good work, dude. Good work. We get so busy around Christmas, we're trying to juggle and hold on to all these things, right? Here's what I think is true. I think it would be really, really easy for you to miss Christmas. And you might be thinking like, Danny, like, there's no way I'm going to miss Christmas. Like, we celebrate it every year. I started listening to the music so early. We started decorating the tree. The house has lights. There's no way I could miss Christmas. But I think that in the middle of all of the Christmas things, it's easy for your heart to be completely unprepared to celebrate. You could be so, so busy with Christmas that you actually miss it. So here's the big idea for tonight's message. I'm calling tonight's message Christmas Busy. Christmas Busy. And this is the big idea. That busyness is a burden. Busyness is a burden, just like Ethan trying to juggle all these things. Busyness is a burden, but peace, peace is a person. Busyness is a burden, but peace is a person. We're going to jump around. We're going to visit some different scriptures tonight, but we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, so go ahead, and you can get there in your Bibles if you don't have a Bible in front of you and you'd like one, there's a whole bunch on the shelves over by Grace. She can get you one if you need one. 
I'll always have the verses up on the screen, but sometimes I think it's better if you have the copy in front of you. You can read along. So we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 9. You see, the prophet Isaiah, he wrote the words we're about to read in 700 B.C. That means 700 years before Jesus was born, he wrote the words that we are going to read in our Bible. So Isaiah chapter 9. Are you there yet? Still flipping? Isaiah 9. All right. We ready to go? Isaiah chapter 9. I'm going to start right away in verse 1. I'm going to read like the first seven verses, all right? So read along with me if you got it. If not, it's up on the screens. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. You probably remember these words. You've heard them before. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You'll enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You'll break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war, they're all, they'll all be burned. No more war. They will be fuel for the fire. Here's the good part. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. A prophecy written 700 years before Jesus was born all about who Jesus would be and what Jesus would do. I want to zero in on one of those titles given to Jesus, Prince of Peace. And the description about it, that his government and its peace will never end. You see, busyness is a burden, but peace is a person. So let's dive in. First thing I want us to see tonight is that we have peace in the presence. We have peace in the presence. If you're a note taker, Write that down. Peace in the presence. You know, oftentimes we'll associate peace with an absence of conflict, right? Think about maybe the war going on in Russia and Ukraine right now. What would peace mean? 
It would mean Russia and Ukraine stop fighting each other. The killing ends. The destruction ends, right? That's the definition we think of when we think of peace, and that's absolutely true. And the Bible does talk about peace in that way, conflict stopping. But I love how the Bible project kind of adds on to the definition of peace. I was watching one of their videos, and they talk about how peace is not only the absence of conflict— but the presence of something better in its place, right? So peace isn't just no more war. It's something better in its place. Peace equals presence. Peace equals presence, something being there. In the Bible, there's a Hebrew word, shalom, right? Turn to somebody and say, shalom. Shalom. Shalom is a greeting. It's like saying hello. If you come to Israel with me when you're in high school, so I take high schoolers to Israel every summer, uh, we'll get to say shalom to a lot of people living in Israel. Right? It's a greeting. Shalom, it's also, it's also an adjective, meaning like something is whole or complete. It's also a noun referring to like your state of being like your shalom, your peace, um, so used as a noun in that way. So, so all of that to say, when you get really busy, when there's a lot of things going on in your life, which is common around the Christmas season, right, where you're playing pond hockey and wrapping presents, you got to decorate the tree and listen to the music. When you get super busy, you're in danger of being out of Shalom, out of this state of wholeness and completeness, lacking peace. I think that your walk with God is the first thing to get out of whack when you get really busy. All of a sudden, you stop spending time in God's Word, your prayer life suffers, you withdraw from community. You're not carving out time to worship Jesus anymore. Busyness is a burden on your relationship with God. I think your earthly relationships, they, they suffer too. Like time with your family and time with your friends can also get out of shalom, right? Out of that state of completeness and wholeness. I think there's maybe two different ways that that happens, and, and you might fall on one side or the other. For, I think for some of you, you'll spend so much time with your friends that you have no time left for family. Does that sound like it might be true of some of you? But maybe, maybe the other thing happens too where you know, you're so, so busy with all of the things going on that that your friends just completely stop hearing from you anymore and you're not checking in, you're not showing up to small group and hangouts. There's a balance to be struck because God created us for relationship. He created us to be with people, our family and our friends. And busyness, it's a burden on those relationships. I think your mental health too can also get out of alignment when you get really busy. 
You know, even busyness with really good things, I think, can lead to a degree of anxiety as you're trying to juggle all of them and and hold your whole life together, right? It can be really, really hard. You might feel depressed because you feel like you're not doing a good job of, of all of the different things that you've got going on in your life. If you're not scheduling out time to rest, it's so easy for your mental health, too, to just be out of shalom, out of that sense of wholeness, completeness, and peace. But here's the really, really good news. Peace is a person. And the whole point, right, is that, that peace is found in the presence. Well, it's in the found in the presence of a particular person, and that person is Jesus. It means if you have Jesus you can have peace. Look at what Paul says in Romans chapter 5. He says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us, right? So first and most importantly, we've got peace in our relationship with God because of what Jesus has done. Sin is the separator, And so every time that we rebel against God, we try to do it our own way, we're separated from God. But what Jesus did when he lived the life we couldn't, died the death we should have, rose to new life. He defeated sin, the thing that separates us from God, so that we can have peace. Or look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Where there could exist relational brokenness, Jesus brought peace. He's the peacemaker, the prince of peace. So assess in your own life right now. Whatever's going on in your life, where is the conflict? What are the things that are sort of warring within you that need peace? Where is your life out of order, out of shalom? And once you can put words to those things, you'll begin to see how the presence of Jesus brings peace to those areas of your life and how you can tune into the presence of God that is always available for you. Busyness is a burden, but peace is a person. And the presence of Jesus is what restores that order, that shalom to your life. But we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready for Jesus. We need to be prepared for him. And so that's the second thing I want to draw our attention to tonight. So if you're a note taker, write down peace in the preparation. So point one was peace in the presence. Point two, peace in the preparation, the getting ready. I want to go back to Isaiah, but this time I want to turn all the way to chapter 40. So if you still got your Bibles, go to Isaiah chapter 40. This is another prophecy, but this one's not about Jesus. So Isaiah chapter 40. It's another verse you probably have heard. So Isaiah chapter 40, I'm going to read verse 3. It says, Listen, 
It's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. This prophecy, it's not about Jesus. This prophecy is about John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, the one who prepared the way for Jesus to come. Remember at the beginning of Mark's gospel how, how John is going around telling everybody to repent because the one that we've been waiting for has come to us. The Savior is finally here. It's Jesus. John's message was that the Prince of Peace was on the way. So prepare for him. Get ready. And that's the same message that we're celebrating here during this Advent season, these weeks leading up to Christmas. Jesus is on the way. Get ready for Jesus to get here. I think there's things that, that distract us and pull us away from our ability to prepare. You know, I know that Christmas maybe isn't a super happy time for some of you guys in this room. I know that there's some real hurt that, that comes up every time we get to this place on the calendar. You know, some of you need to figure out, like, whose home are you spending which days at? Some of you are dealing with siblings not being at home for various reasons. You know, for me this year, um, my brother won't be home for Christmas. He's deployed overseas. He's actually on a plane right now headed to the Middle East. This will be my, my first Christmas without my brother at home. And some of you guys understand pain like that. And some of you guys, you have situations way, way worse than what I'm experiencing. For some of you, you maybe you just don't feel really Christmassy this year. You know, maybe for some of you, you're just sort of feeling stuck or discouraged or, or lonely or hurt Maybe you just feel bound and, and defeated. I get it. Like, there's a lot going on around Christmas. But I came across a verse in Jeremiah back during kind of the Christmas season of 2020. And you guys remember what was happening in our world back then, right? Just how, how crazy everything was. I mean, COVID was just causing all kinds of chaos. It was a weird Christmas season for, for everybody and this verse really ministered to me a couple years ago, and so I want to share it with you guys tonight. It's found in Jeremiah. And it's Jeremiah 4, verse 3. It says, This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and to Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among the thorns. See, in order for a farmer to grow a big crop, the first thing that he's got to do is till up the soil, right? Break up the unplowed ground. He's got to pull up weeds. He's got to remove all the thorn bushes. The best way that he can prepare for growth is to create the conditions that are necessary for growth. In order for the crop to grow, the soil's got to get tilled, the weeds have to be pulled up. I think that's the same thing for us as we think about preparing for Jesus to get here, is we've got to prepare the soil a little bit. We've got to rip out some weeds and be ready in our hearts to celebrate Christmas. 
but I don't know what that looks like for you because I think each and every one of you is in a different spot, and so your preparation is going to have to look a little bit different depending on what you're really busy with and, and maybe where the hurt is in your life right now. So, so maybe let me start with like what not to do, right? What you can't do. Because we know that busyness is a burden, but peace is a person. What you can't do is just get more busy in order to try and cover up whatever it is that you're really feeling, right? Isn't that our reflex so often is like, I'm going to try and hide by just doing more things. I'm not going to think about the things I don't want to think about. I'm just going to do some more stuff to keep my mind off of it. Don't do that, right? Do not do that. Instead, if you find yourself just super busy, super distracted, carve out some time to just focus Focus on worship. I think next is a great place to do that, where you can come here on a Wednesday and, and have just focused time in worship. But, but you need that the other days of your week too, not just when you're here on a Wednesday. So if you're super busy, distracted, find that time to worship. If you're like me and you're hurting this Christmas season because somebody that you love isn't going to be there this year, Allow your community to minister to you in that vulnerable place. Tell your small group what's going on. Open up to them about the things that are happening in your life. You need your brothers and your sisters in Christ. If there are sin patterns and addictions in your life that are ruining your ability to celebrate Christmas this year, Confess those sins to God and do whatever you need to do to find healing from those things. Maybe it's accountability with a friend or a mentor. Maybe it's just speaking the things out loud because right now they're in the dark. Do whatever you need to do over the next 25 days leading up to Christmas to prepare to be with Jesus. Here's a truth that you guys can hold on to. God visits prepared places. God visits prepared places. It's really easy to look at this stuff and just think about how good all of it is, how exciting it is. I mean, Christmas music just brings so much joy. I mean, who doesn't love making Christmas cookies? The, the Christmas parties are always super fun. I love going shopping and buying Christmas presents for my friends, decorating the house, watching Christmas movies, spending time with family. It's all good things. None of it's bad. But if we get so busy doing all the things, we're going to miss Jesus in the midst of Christmas. And when you're so, so busy, your life is out of whack, you don't have that peace, that shalom, that wholeness that God wants for us. You see, busyness, it's a burden, but peace is a person. You know, it's funny to me, like, every single Christmas movie is sort of about shalom, in a sense, becoming whole. Broken relationships 
becoming whole just in time for Christmas. Broken belief becoming restored just in time for Christmas. Broken people finding forgiveness like just in time for Christmas. It's almost like the whole world completely understands what Christmas is really about. That we are celebrating the arrival of the Prince of Peace whose government and peace has no end. And you can be all about the lights and the Cyber Monday deals and the cookies and the music, all the Christmas things, and be completely unprepared for Christmas. The title of the series over the next couple weeks is that Christmas is coming. And it certainly is, guys. 25 days from now, Christmas will be here. But we're celebrating not a hallmark holiday, but the fact that 2,022 years ago, God himself became flesh and bone, completely human, just like you and me. And he came to this earth as a baby, but he grew up and he lived a life that was perfect up to God's standard in every single way. He never ever disobeyed God's command. He never stepped outside of the will of God even once. It was the life that we were made to live, but we couldn't. But Jesus lived it for us. And then even though we as rebels before God should have died because of our sin, Jesus took our death for us so that we could have peace and joy and hope and love also that we could be saved from our sin and have a restored relationship with God. And so this Christmas, if you don't know Jesus like that, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior like that, I think this is a perfect opportunity, a perfect opportunity to dive into what it looks like to truly trust in Jesus. So let me close in prayer. Lord God, thank you that you sent Jesus. And thank you that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And God, thank you that even when my life gets so out of whack, God, you, you desire to bring wholeness and completeness and shalom back into it. And so Lord, would you do that for the students in this room, whatever they're struggling with, whatever hurts are going on in their lives right now, God, would you bring peace Lord, would it not just be an end to conflict, but would you replace it with your presence? Lord, would we be prepared to meet with you this Christmas season? Jesus, we love you. And we pray this in your name. Amen.